0: Welcome to Guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. I'm Christina. I'm Corinne. We're sorry about about last night. night. The anti-slut
1: shaming podcast.
0: (laughs) I never stop.
1: Yo, fuckers, how you doing? Welcome to another episode of Guys We Fucked. It's the anti-slut shaming podcast. I'm Corinne. I'm Christina. And... Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced licensed therapist to relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. So they smart as shit, yo. To match with your perfect therapist, just go to talkspace.com slash GWF and to show your support for the podcast, use code GWF, get 30 bucks off your first month. That's GWF at talkspace.com slash GWF. Come see us live. Yo, are you in Nashville, Tennessee tonight? Friday, December 8th? That's cool. Are you also there and or today and tomorrow, December 9th? Because Corinne and I are co-headlining Zanies in Nashville. And we're very excited. Buy tickets, you know, because that's why we like performing. If no one's there, it kind of sucks and, and it takes away the point of doing it. So you should come out. Tickets you can find on our website. Sorry about Sorryaboutlastnightcomedy.com. We will also be in Irvine, California at the Improv from January 11th through the 14th. <laughs> Uh, so make sure to buy tickets cuz it's a long time and we that's can't come seats. back
0: if we don't sell those uh, to a, a decent amount. Uh, other cities we're going to be in in the coming year uh Sacramento, San Francisco, Denver, Ottawa, Buffalo, San
1: Diego, Philadelphia, Portland, St.
0: Louis, and Charlotte. So just go to sorry about last night comedy.com/ Tours and all the tinket, ticket tickets that are available as of now are there. And I know sometimes we say a city and we don't have the link yet. That just means the link isn't available. But we are coming. We're not just listing cities and then being like we might come there. Like we're. I don't know. Guess we're going to these cities. So that's it. Uh, and then me personally, uh, Friday, December twenty second is the holiday edition of Nacho Bitches at New York Comedy Club, and it's going to be very fun and very holiday ass. We have some specialty performances happening that I only let go down once a year because you know I don't like craziness Um, but tickets are $12 with code nacho as usual and then just a reminder if you're in Seattle or Bellevue or I don't really know the difference between the two but apparently there is one that people are very sensitive about Uh uh, New Year's Eve you can spend it with me and the comedian Steve Byrne who's awesome at Parlor Live there's two shows 7.30pm and 10pm so you can either spend it with me and then go ring in the actual new year somewhere else or we can ring in the new year together again can't really reiterate how uh alone and by myself i will be in mm-hmm. a city mm-hmm. that i'm not familiar with mm-hmm. uh which probably is not the safest thing to tell people but i'm just to be very open about this so it's going to be fun tickets are like 15, 60 bucks which for a new year's thing is pretty reasonable bring some friends we'll have a good
1: time and then I, okay oh do you have more think. dates no oh, I, have, I just I have just one yeah Friday, January 19th. That's the next Glamour Puss. 7.30 p.m. at Think Bar. The last one we had just had this past Saturday sold out. It was one of the most fun fucking shows in the world. And we had, we do a, uh, Wendy Starling and I uh, do a sketch at the top of every Glamorpus show as characters. The sketch is different every time. And this month, this past month, we made guys um, demonstrate how good they are at eating women out by doing it to a lemon. And it was, let me tell you, it was real fucking fun. And you know what else
0: Is real fucking fun Sleeping on a Casper mattress So true I do it Christina does it Alfred does it Uh, Casper is a sleep brand That continues to Revolutionize its line Of products to create An exceptionally comfortable Sleep experience One night at a time With three mattress models The original Casper The Wave And The Essential Casper mattresses Are perfectly designed To soothe and cradle Your natural geometry Not to mention The breathable design Helps you sleep cool And regulates your body Temperature throughout The night and it's delivered right To your door in a small how do they Do that size box with free shipping And returns in the US and Canada But the best part is that you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100 night risk free sleep on it trial. After all, you spend one third of your life sleeping. So you should be comfortable. Uh, This is a really fun product to receive, uh, especially with the holiday times. I know it's like more of a more expensive kind of like give to your parents gift. But I think uh, a mattress is a great gift because you're not going to expect it. It's very fun and it's very useful. As you get older, you kind of just like want stuff that you can uh, use that you don't have to go through the trouble of buying yourself. Uh, It's fun to watch it expand. It's like a little thing. God, it would make a great boomerang on Instagram if you... (laughs) care about that sort of thing. I love sleeping on a Casper mattress. It's made my back feel a lot better. So start sleeping ahead of the uh, curve with Casper. Get $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting Casper. That's C-A-S-P-E-R, like the ghost, dot com slash GWF and using GWF at checkout. That's Casper.com slash GWF. Offer code GWF for $50 off your mattress purchase. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Hey, now that you got a mattress, mattress for your body. How about a mattress for your titties? I'm talking about third love bras. You always want to look your best around the holidays with so many parties and reunions, who has time to go to the department store? Not me. So when you finally pick out the right party outfit, don't let it be ruined by an ill-fitting bra, you crazy bitch. That was for me, not not third love this holiday season. Give yourself the gift of third love. Third love uses thousands of real women's measurements and super smoothing memory phone to create bras that are super comfortable and make you look and feel great. 3rd Love offers bras in sizes AA through G as well as their exclusive half cup sizes which are fucking clutch with over 15 styles including strapless and plunge there's a bra for every holiday party look and if you're not sure about your size you just chat with a fit specialist or take their fit finder quiz as you shop from the comfort of your fucking home because 3rd Love knows it's the season to spread cheer they're offering you 15% off your first purchase so you can feel and look your best this Holiday season. Go to Third Love, that's spelled out T H I R D, love.com slash GWF now to upgrade your holiday style with perfect fitting Third Love bras and you get 15% off your purchase. That's ThirdLove.com slash GWF for 15% off your first Third Love bra. Again, if you didn't hear me, ThirdLove.com slash GWF okay that's done with that part all right uh so we need to figure
0: out how d- how did the big birthday celebration with steven go where we left off last Oh, so,
1: actually let's let's leave off right so right after we recorded that intro i was like "Ooh, i'm excited to like dedicate a day to or night to fucking and so we got an early start and we went to fuck that night Cause I was like feeling horny cause I was thinking about fucking him the next day.
0: Oh, you, you mean the, the night before, like literally right after I left recording.
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, we waited a little bit right, right, right. before we went to bed and, um, <laughs> okay. So he, I was giving him a great blow job. Now that I know how to do it right, it was really good. And I was doing an excellent job. And then I laid down and he was eating me out, doing an excellent job. We were in my our, our room and the door to our bedroom was open. The door kind of opens into the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Having a great time, feeling great. Haven't come yet, but like real excited, about to get there. And all of a sudden I hear a... Oh! He banged the top of his foot on the corner of the door so hard. Oh. And I felt so bad because when that happens to me, I get... Angry. I don't know why, but Uh my reaction to physical pain is is anger. Yeah, in that if I dive into it, it's more like, why'd you do that to me, door? Like I just have to blame somebody else, I guess, um, or something else. And he was in the fetal position. I could tell it was one of those when you hit a part of your body at like the right like the toe stubbing
0: kind of sensation where it's just like that hurts so fucking yeah, bad and
1: his foot started to swell up and i was like it's okay oh my god it's okay and he was like naked in the fetal position in my arms i'm like i'm so sorry this happened like it's okay and then i'm like cool so like i'm going to going to go upstairs we're done right you're not going to and he's like yeah i'm just going to go to bed i'm like i'm sorry and i know how much he hates his birthday so the day of his birthday after we were done working you and i in brooklyn and i went Cause I have, I was like, ah, I'll just, I have some shit at my house that I'll wear. Like, and I'm like, you know what? No, I want to wear new things. And I bought lingerie that night, the night of his birthday, right, right after work. And right. uh, I bought high heels, right. very sexy high heels, because this is interesting. Stephen and I attended a workshop about kink at the pleasure chest taught by Tristan Taramino, right. who was a porn actress and also just uh, an author, but like really knows her shit with instructional stuff. Mm-hmm. And she said, have a pair of, bedroom shoes like sex shoes and it, that's that's what she uses personally like get in the zone yeah and you only wear you can wear them in the bed because you don't wear them outside like it's only shoes that you would wear indoors sex boots yeah yeah and I've never had that before I'm like great idea Tristan and so when I bought those um before I came back that night I was like these are gonna be my fucking sex shoes and I went to Babylon and I got one of those triangular cushions what? Have You ever what? heard it's like, um, so it's a cushion that you basically it, it'll, if you're laying on it on your back, it props up your, your, uh, your pussy basically. Oh, like a yoga
0: square, but for sex. Yeah, but it's a triangle. A so it's, yeah. yeah.
1: So you can't, you really hit angles that you can't hit otherwise. Right. And I always see in the, in the porns when a woman is laying on those, but laying on her, she's laying down on her stomach and I her ass. I've never seen anyone out. use that in porn. Oh, I have. Wow. And it's, it looks, it's fun to look at. I'm like, hmm. Bet it's even funner. Yeah, that's a word to experience. Mm. So um, I bought that. I bought the lingerie, the heels. What else did I buy? I bought something else. Lube. We already had lube. Oh, and I bought a gag, a ball gag. For oh, me. I have one, yeah. Because uh, and so I came home and I, I I was like, you know what, I'm gonna be. I actually took a page from the current Fisher handbook and I was like, I'm gonna text him how this night is gonna work because <laughs> we had already agreed. Like, oh, you know, I'll ju- I just wanna have sex with you on your birthday. Like, because I was like, what do you wanna do? And he's like, this is fuck. I'm like, perfect. So I said. I'm coming home and I'm going to need 20 minutes uh, in the living room all to myself. And uh, then you can come up. And then a parenthesis, I was like, we need to do sex stuff first and then we're going to eat. <laughs> that was code for like, if you're hungry, get a granola bar now. Right. And then he texted me back while I was after doing all that shopping, yeah. I really was sweaty and cranky and gross. Yeah. And he texted me back. Ugh. I'm like, All right cool and i was already pissed and then i was like you know what don't make this about you I was gonna say christina it's his birthday he wants to
0: be miserable on his birthday that's he his, has
1: every right his prerogative so i came home and he was in a bad mood and i was like and i had all this stuff and i i thought he would see all my shopping bags and feel guilty and then just like let us roll with the plan but he didn't and i was like fair and so <laughs> we went out and we played pinball we went out to eat and we kind of just had a really nice night we like flirted really hard with each other which we hadn't done in a while and it was really nice and then we came home and i was like can i Put on my outfit now, and there were some obstacles. I was gonna do it on this couch, you know, to take out the pull-out couch. Almost broke the couch trying to pull it out, so I was like, okay, that's not gonna work. And then I, I moved over that green chair that we usually have the podcast guests. I pushed it aside so I could co- roll out the bed. When I found out the couch wasn't gonna roll out, uh, or otherwise it was gonna break, I was like, all right, cool. I'll just do something else, and I'll, you know, we'll do it downstairs. Went to move the ca- uh, that green chair back was barefoot, moved it, slammed it right on the top of my foot. So, and he was downstairs. I was like, start jerking off or watching porn or something. And then I'll tell you when it come up. And you just hear me go, oh my God. And I was like, well, this, okay. You know what, Christina, you can either make lemonade out of this moment and just calm the fuck down and then just eventually just move. The activities downstairs. And that's what I did. Um, it was so much fun. It was so fucking hot. Get one of those triangle cushions.
0: There's a lot of injuries.
1: In this. A lot of injuries. <laughs> I know. And, and I said, you know what? Maybe it's me. I'm just going to, you know, uh, what can I be doing better? I still don't know the answer to that. Um, How did you have so much time to, it? was
0: kind of late when you left and then you did all the shopping and then. Had so there a was a Babylon,
1: a Victoria's Secret and, and a shoe back. place within a block radius of each other. Like a five minute walk from the office. That's the only reason I decided to. Because I was
0: like, I was like, because I was like, that's already mistake number one. Because you get, that's like, this is that's like a classic mistake. I, I, you you with events. You stress stress yourself out. Yeah, doing all the work to make something perfect that is never right. going to play out as perfectly as you have just put the work like the work the level of work you never put in the uh, the reward is never going right. to uh, reach that work level if boy that is sense. that true yeah and that's never why gonna work. I,
1: I told myself when I came home and Stephen was like mm, I don't want to do that I'm like you know what that's okay and I just kind of let it go and
0: yeah, I mean you'll use this stuff another time yeah exactly it's but not like it's going to go bad
1: god damn it get yourself one of those triangle cushions because is there an actual word for it. I mean, maybe I was just curious. I don't know. Um, here, wait, let me get the box. Actually, the box is in my, uh, the box is in my office. I think.
0: Sure. Oh, it's in a, it's an office. That's right yeah. by the couch. Oh, it's a big box.
1: Oh yeah. It's expensive. It's, um, it's a, but is it just foam or is there, is it it's foam? It's, uh, at, at Liberator we celebrate love by inspiring romantic imagination and providing intimate adventure okay that doesn't give me anything it's just it called Atlanta, it's just from of.
0: it's just Liberator wedge it's called a wedge oh a wedge
1: oh yeah oh yeah there she is it's i mean it, yeah it's
0: basically like a like a yoga block kind yeah. of yeah it's and similar it's vacuum it compressed
1: looks, so like the Casper mattress you take it out of the package and watch it grow Oh, and it's then much you fuck bigger on
0: it. okay got it got it got it yeah so
1: Great sex. And also, I mean, the more... When Steven and I, like, we'll go through period lulls of having sex and not having sex. The more you have sex, the more you just want to fuck all the time.
0: Yeah, well, that's why it's good. Sometimes you need to get stuff done to just not have sex for a long time. But then when you have sex, you immediately crave it. I mean, that's also part of the reason that I don't... What you? What do you mean? You're getting along better?
1: Like we're just we're just like, hey, good morning. Do you want anything? Do you want? Oh, just like when so much you? Nicer when you have sex? <laughs> yeah. Like I'm being a better girlfriend and he's being a better boyfriend. It's funny. Mm,
0: yeah. No. Because like I, uh, I think it's also maybe part of the reason I don't masturbate a lot because then I would just get ne- not get anything done. Right. 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 Because right, then right. you want then it's something something you have to do all the time instead of just not doing it. Right.
1: So, time saver. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. So that was yeah.
0: That's good. Well, I'm glad it all. Worked out, even though it didn't work out the way you thought it was going to work out. It was out.
1: perfectly imperfect.
0: It's good to roll with the punches. Yeah,
1: and I'm proud of myself because I usually would have had a panic attack. And you know what? I ain't got time for that shit. Yeah, it's very time consuming having a panic
0: attack. I would imagine um, you were at a, a what? You attended a wedding. Right? I went to a wedding yesterday. My brother uh, flew in from California, and it was his one of his good friends from high school, actually, who we used to date in high school. You used to date him. No, he used as a woman, as a girl. Yeah. He used to date her in high school. And I just know her. She's like, you know, one of his oldest friends. Uh, She's very lovely. I like her a lot. And uh, it was interesting. I I don't go to weddings that often. But when I do, I kind of like stare off into space a lot of the time, just like thinking about. and, And, you know, it was a very it was a very nice wedding, very high class wedding a expensive wedding. Um I mean thank god. The appetizer the, the appetizer hour it was like I kept I told the bride I was like isn't it weird that we're both sharing the best day of our lives?
1: <laughs> but like for me it was just because the food.
0: they had a Belgian waffle maker that you can get Whoa, ice cream on. What I mean
1: freedom you're giving your wedding guests.
0: Well, because they had well they had an amazing uh cocktail appetizer hour and then they had the Viennese table which is which is basically an unlimited dessert buffet. Oh wow. So I mean the appetizer we're oh talking taco bar we're talking what? slider and french fi- fry bar what? they had sweet potato fries they had <gasps> waffle fries they had steak fries they had yuca fries oh they my had God. cheese sauce gravy ketchup like anything you could think of putting on it um my mouth is watering they had an asian station they had a carving table they had an italian station they had a mediterranean like table i mean and but better because no one who would go to vegas was there it's, right it's, it's just full
1: of like people you know or people that are you they know had, okay
0: yeah it's Top shelf open bar uh, and the Viennese table. I mean, so they had the Belgian waffle maker. They had a cotton candy machine. <gasps> wow. uh, they had ice cream cones with just a bunch of ice cream that you, and toppings Whoa. that you could get in. They had every kind of cake you could imagine. They had fried Oreos. They had Zeppelis. I mean, just the, what the it, fuck is
1: that uh, the fried
0: fried dough. It's basically like uh, kind of a a, a tiny uh, funnel cake. So that same oh, fried boy. dough, but it's thicker and it's dipped in the powdered sugar like Damn. carnival
1: fair. You did look happy in the your post.
0: It was great. I mean, you know, that's it. that's online. You just let me run for free on on that and I still looked good in a dress even cuz I just put Spanx on underneath so it could hold it in. Hell yeah. And uh yeah, and it was so interesting because it was like the, 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 the ceremony was nice and short because nice. the bride was like 10 minutes or under. And uh hell yeah. Later in this episode we're, we're going to talk about weddings more and it was very interesting to me because There is something nice that, I mean, I did discover this when I married myself when I was 25 for that ceremony. Like, there is something nice about getting everyone that you care about together and kind of, like, publicly saying why you are together like like uh, sharing the uh, the story of your love like it sounds corny but then when you're actually there and people play it out in a tactful way it really is nice like I was getting very choked up during the wedding and it's also maybe maybe like I didn't get choked up during Paula's wedding but that's also because like they've been together for 10 years. I knew that was happening. And I'm like her peer. So maybe this is because this woman is younger than me. Like she's 27. And so uh-huh. I, I remember her from when she was like a younger kid. Yeah. And so to see that, and I actually coincidentally know who she married to. Like they were all people like, that. my brothers was, my brother was friends with. And, uh, and the husband was just as equally excited about getting married. Aww. Cause I think we have this, see that. this like notion of like, husbands are not Amped to get married But I think a lot of husbands Are amped to get married Maybe they just don't want to Like plan a wedding But like A lot of people Don't want to plan weddings Including Neither does a bride Women It's a pain in the fucking ass I like doing stuff like that Yeah but I would Yeah but like My career would be party planner If I wasn't a comedian So I like doing that And and I can But it's stressful as fuck And if you're doing it On like what's supposed to be One of the most important days Of your life I can't I mean you're just gonna
1: come home With all your sex shit And then drop the couch On your foot yeah
0: yeah and that's why you need to kind of separate yourself so if it doesn't go perfect you're not like stressing out yeah um but then there are weird things like you know that i can't get past like the the daddy daughter and the mom son dance are weird as fuck and my brother and i just kept looking at like at, at each other and my brother always says you know well we were shown love in a different way in our household and so and then he goes into this big thing about how he's like i have trouble sometimes getting intimate with people and i was like I think you're reading too much into this, Chris. <laughs> I was, just I was just like, I'm a huge snuggler and I, and you know, and maybe it's just fucking weird to be incestuous with your dad.
1: Uh, <laughs> you have a point. Like, I don't know. I mean, you know. Also, I'm not, some people are touchy with their parents. Like kids and parents are, are touchier in a way that's not creepy. It might be creepy to people like me, for example. Sometimes I'm not like creepy. that. I'm not, my, my parents don't hold me. Right. My parents don't, but I know people whose parents they do. I'm like. Hey, that's your life. And I don't understand that, but you do. And that's great.
0: Right. I mean, it is. It, and these people weren't like that at all. But I mean, just even like in that kind of the notion, like I just turned to my brother right. and I was like, can you fucking imagine like me dancing with dad? Like, I love my dad so much, but right. do I want you to have a dance
1: with him? No. And then everyone's Absolute, looking and it's weird. Absolutely just not. Just have a chat I, don't. I love you.
0: But yeah, no, they're so chill. That's just such a chill couple. And they did it. Like they were very like their kiss was very like, cool and loving it wasn't like fucking making out in front of everybody which i just think is the fucking grossest thing
1: I don't know. Don't that it's is like, also weird. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Don't, don't tongue invite her. me if you want to kiss. Don't. I mean, why'd you invite me? Well, if you want to like tongue kiss, a loop on a fucking
0: mountain and kiss all you want. I don't want to see this. Like, it's that. Have you ever seen weird. a kiss at a
1: wedding that was like, yo? No, because I don't wedding. have friends
0: like that. My friends, oh, okay. my, I haven't. Yeah. My friends are chill and they wouldn't do that to me. They yeah. wouldn't put me in that position where I would feel fucking. That's uncomfortable. also weird. Hey, friends
1: and family, watch us make out. Yeah,
0: that whole thing about and like I hate when people like make sex jokes or like. When, like, a mother in law gives their daughter in law lingerie, oh, that's fucking whoa. weird. And if you th- you've ever that's done a tradition? that, or if you receive that, some people do it though. It's weird as fuck. Ew. And you need to get out of the relationship ASAP. That's not a normal thing to do. And I don't care if we're in a judgment free zone. I'm judging the judgment- fuck out of you Damn. if you do that. That's so fucking I don't weird. Want
1: my- Steven's mom to give me lingerie. <laughs> that's, that's so weird. weird. That is weird, 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 weird. And um a lot of- well, I wouldn't have the giving away thing. I was already, my own. Oh yeah, no one to give me away. Fuck off. They didn't do that.
0: They didn't even play traditional. Here comes the bride. They played like oh, they had an orchestra playing like Halo. Actually, oh, <gasps> it was it was great. Great
1: taste, girl. Yeah,
0: it was super good. And then I and then I just got into the thing where I was thinking I was like, what the fuck is life all about? This is so That's weird. Great we question. do all these things and to find this person where we have this weird ceremony. Everyone's crying. We're starting new lives together, but like. Kind of what for? What the fuck is going on? I don't know. It was very weird. So it's like we we, we put all this struggle into finding a partner to go pressure to go through this struggle with (laughs) And then... Eh, life's shit. You want to have it with me so that we can complain? And it's like you're stressed out if you don't find that person, but life is stressful even if you do find this person. True. And then there's stress in keeping this relationship that was, you know, that started so Supposed fresh. to help shit. Yeah, and there's so much... And even, like, I, I loved their vows because it was kind of like one of the things that she had had written into the vows was to help us if we ask for help in our relationship, but to leave us alone if we don't ask basically. Oh, and everyone laughed great. because it was so, because I think True. everyone was thinking in their head, like a lot of married people there were probably like, oh God damn, I wish I had written that into my vows. Yeah, And the wedding she just had a lot of personality, it. like I know this girl, uh, I don't know her like super well, but I mean, I know her well enough. I thought fo- I, you know, she's a friend of my brother's that I follow on Instagram. And I just thought it was like, I just thought it was really great and had a lot of personality. Uh, the the best or the maid of honor speech. I just call it the best woman. The maid of honor speech was was great. And I felt like I like traveled through their friendship together. Aww. And then I went through this whole thing and I was just like, I was thinking of Blair's bit about how fucking awesome female friendship was. Right. And I was like, they were there for each other. Th- this th- is th- so cool. And I love this. And like, that was my part favorite part of the wedding with Paula was like, just like seeing... It wasn't really like, I was like, yeah, it was like the love between owner and Paula, but it was also like this cool journey that Paul and I got to go on together throughout like the wedding process. Yeah.
1: Well, that's why I like weddings. When weddings are good like that. Yeah. And you can tell no one's pretending to go along with something just because that's what everybody does or that's what their parents want them to do. Right. And, and it just reeks of them genuinely and not a forced way. It's so refreshing. It's yeah. really nice to be just inspired by that shit because I feel like that's what people try and make fucking social media their goddamn wedding every day by being like look what I can do and there's no why that annoys people I think is because there's no genuineness behind it and and when you go to a wedding that's really truly heartfelt you're like fucking A
0: yeah it felt it felt good there was no gold garter throwing or people fighting for the bouquet it just felt nice and it felt like them I didn't feel like I was there There it's also like it was helped because it was a wedding with a lot of young people like it was the Uh, first uh, wedding I remember where I saw like tons of chicks and tattoos that had like Visible tattoos Yeah, yeah, yeah Um, So it was good Because I was like Yeah, I mean This is not the wedding I would have But I'm not this person And right. like That I just I was like This feels good And it feels like It feels like you I think that's the most that's Important thing Awesome Because I don't know Like I'm very like an- Sometimes I feel like Anti-wedding But I'm not I'm not really
1: I know The idea of celebrating The person I love With the friends and family That I love Just it does sound good Yeah I'm And not- I would make it like a an, a an extension of my self-expression Like I would I sure. would really I, and I like treating people like a like I like to have like a birthday party that is fun for other people to attend. You know, because that makes you feel good. Yeah,
0: I just yeah, I'm like I think the key is like maybe concentrate on people that you want to be there, whether th- rather than people that you think that you need to invite right. to make whoever else happy. Just it's like that. Why would you start this? Like I hate the word, but why would you start this like new journey, journey. with somebody else by doing things that do not feel uh, like genuine to you? So it's like fuck everybody else. that's start on the off on the right foot and just like. You're only invite people don't care about anyone else's feelings, but you guys, you guys. And if
1: somebody accuses you of being selfish for that, go. Yeah, exactly. It's my day. It's okay. Like
0: I'm going to have a, I would have a friend heavy wedding and like only invite like the closest family. Like if yeah. I, if you're some aunt or cousin, I fucking barely talked to you. Like
1: you're not coming. Yeah, I'm not giving you a pity invite just because I feel like I should. And
0: now it's weird. I have someone to be asking questions and taking my, like your time you're gonna is be so annoyed valuable by that on that yeah. day. And, like, why are you talking to other people that you don't want to be there? And it's a fucking ton of money, too, to feel bad about.
1: Live anyway, your truest life, girl okay. and
0: boy. That's that.
1: That's free. You want me read email? Sure,
0: I can read this. Uh, this one is called... How do I resist My psychopathic urges uh-huh. uh, I am a 21 year old female With bad urges I have difficulties containing I feel like I want to hurt The people I dislike Including myself After a bad breakup I got into a difficult depression I have still not gotten out of On the opposite It's gotten worse My issues started Long before that though I never realized That they were a problem Until my tendencies Started working into My disadvantage I Or to my disadvantage I've never been able To understand Social conventions Or or what people around me actually mean when they are talking to me. I just Mm -hmm. can't get my head around things. I just don't understand. I'm an outsider. Many times me and others around me have questioned if I could feel empathy. Once I remember, I've had the feeling of regret for doing something bad. It's not... Just that, unfortunately. I'm extremely superficial. I'm very good at manipulating people. And since a young age, I realized I could get anyone to do whatever I want. The only thing that actually means something to me is money, financial success, material things, and beauty. Don't forget the obsession I have with myself. (laughs) Am I writing it into the podcast? Corinne? Um, Just just
1: be yourself, Corinne. (laughs)
0: Uh, To the outside world, I seem to have good opinions, a stable head, and a nice life. That is all a lie. My darkest thoughts make me contemplate suicide every day. My mask only comes off when I am by myself or with a few people like me. The people I can relate most to are the white, manipulative, and psychopathic men. I, too, struggle with the urges to choke people to death or to drown them. Oh, To be honest- uh, no, it's a girl. Okay. To be honest, I don't know what I look forward to more than taking my last gasp of air and disappear into eternity. I want to make the people that hurt me disappear, preferably take care of it myself. Hmm. How do I resist these urges? Oh. I have not felt happiness in a long time now, and I spend my days crying and Googling how to take my own life the easiest. I usually chicken out when it comes to taking action, though. I'm not a pain slut, really. I just want out. I literally can't afford therapy and I have very few friends. I don't want to burden them. My family does not understand and my mom bribes me to keep me, quote, happy. Mm. Anyways, I'm a longtime listener and I fucking hate the world, but your podcast gives me some light. That last part really resonated with me. Um, <laughs> Honestly, That's in. why I read the email. Because like, there's parts of like, it where What you am- about me, though? <laughs> there's parts of it... No, there's parts of it where you get scared for her. There's parts of it where you right. get scared for ourselves. <laughs> right, right. And other people around her. And then you're like, well, ah. you get it because you felt that way. Where you're like you fucking hate everybody, but like then the movie Spring Breakers really like struck yeah. a chord with you. Yeah. Yeah, 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 so I get it. Um, and sh- and it says EXO, a law student. She's a law student. Um, so that's very interesting. I, uh, I mean, I tr- we try to pick like you know the. So, uh, emails that that catch our eye and, and this one certainly does. And we haven't talked, um, we've been talking so much about being a sexual predator that we haven't talked kind of about mental health to uh, in longer form in a while. And, you know, it is coming up around the holiday time. So uh, I think it's shit gets
1: a lot worse.
0: Yeah. And 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 you, f- you see a lot of happiness, a lot of it contrived around you. Some of it genuine, some of it contrived around you. Sometimes a contrived happiness can really make you want to
1: take fucking right. jump off a bridge. And though. you see
0: people doing holidays stuff and whatever. So just, you know, number one, just a reminder that, you know, it can be a really difficult time of the year for people, especially if they don't have a lot of family, if they don't have a lot of money, if they're not in a relationship. So maybe kind of like I I always think like in the holiday spirit, you know, that doesn't mean doing a lot of fake shit. It can just mean like if you're in a good place, reminding yourself that everyone else is not in a good place and trying to be like an extra cool, uh understanding, patient human being during mm. this time when it's extra hard for people who aren't having a good time to also remember that most times when people are being mean or acting out towards you, it's really something that they're projecting
1: from their themselves. And a lot of times too, other people's happiness around this time of year or any time is not. Sometimes it's easy to to feel as though they're doing it to rub it in your face mm-hmm. and it, a lot of time most times they're not but if they truly were that's sad for them. Yeah. So I think that's an easy thing to remember so that your anger uh doesn't ignite. That's, that's personal for me but yeah.
0: Well and then also just you know if you're one of or if you're someone like the the writer who you're you're just having a difficult time uh within you know, I would say if you're thinking of commi- committing suicide, it's hack during December. And I know, be
1: original.
0: <laughs> no, um, <Wow. laughs> no, just don't like, the suicide rates really, really, truly yes. skyrocket during this time of year. And I get it. And it's like, you know, you're, especially you're going into January and you're, and then, you know, you're like, oh my God, I have to go through kind of like another year. It can feel very heavy. So just really try to remind yourself, like don't get stuck in that.
1: And how can you express what you're feeling inside? Maybe if your people around you, your family, don't understand it, expressing it to them, I don't think is helpful a lot of the times because then you're just being met with confusion. And then you're like, well, why did I fucking say something in the first place? Maybe you could express it by uh, writing it down, having an anonymous blog or do something because I think those feelings are real and they're important to just because, oh, who the fuck... Dan Harmon answered a, a oh. person sweet about depression, about what can you help. And one thing he said that seemed to resonate with a lot of people where your feelings are real, but that does not mean that your feelings are reality. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really important thing to keep in mind. But writing it or getting it out somehow is also probably going to be helpful.
0: Yeah. And like if you're you, if you're a member of a family that maybe doesn't understand you. And I think we've all been there at one point or another you know there is i'm not saying to ever mask who you are but you know if you're you know gay for instance and your uncle doesn't understand being gay who cares <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think it really is a who cares? Like your uncle, you don't get it. He's, he's not gonna get it. Maybe one day I'll get it, and maybe he won't. Don't let, and don't let that hurt you or ruin your fucking holiday. Just I think it's there is a lot of power in thinking to yourself, oh, what this guy just doesn't get it. And I honestly feel sorry that he's gonna live his whole life and not know the joys of all the wonderful like gay people that you, you know you have in your life. It's just kind of like they're lost. They don't get it. Rise above, eat cake, and and figure it all out. Uh, also, be careful with over drinking during this time of year. To or sadness um, For this girl in particular uh, You know This is a deeper level Situation where we got here I know you say that you, you cannot afford therapy um, I mean it's the point Where you need to do Everything you can uh and I don't know what kind of like I, I, you, you personally you college, can't afford does
1: your campus afford therapy can you yeah. go online to look at any government programs or, or a, a, a hotline right uh, maybe suicide hotline because they can refer you to people in your area that can help you for a low or free rate
0: yeah you I mean you need to talk to someone on a deeper level and yes. it's like it's really difficult when you can't afford but yeah, I mean that's why we ho- hopefully there are ways especially if you're in a major city to look into and you definitely are in college because you're a law student and if you're 21. She might be just entering grad
1: school. Oh, yeah. You go to law school. But They'd that's a little bit
0: more dif- difficult because they're not going to have the same services that an undergrad program will have. Undergrad is a little bit more a nurturing environment. Yeah. But I mean, you, you're going to you need to see someone and you need to see someone uh, ASAP because, you know, b- besides hurting yourself, which you absolutely, you know, don't do that. And I think kind of maybe like the fact that you don't like pain is going to help you in the long run because it's going to kind of just instill that a little bit of fear in you to not do something that's physically harmful to yourself. Um, but, you know, it, it's, step one is realizing that you do have psychopathic ten- tendencies I mean, and you lack seems, empathy, like a sociopath. Yeah, but it,
1: it seems like she, she already realizes that. No, no, she no. She, about it, which is, that's what I'm saying. Oh, like, yeah. Like, that's like... That's that, a huge hurdle, that's man. That's like, yay! Yeah, I really. Like, yeah. the fact that you are aware of that and you're like, yeah, this is weird and I fucking... That's a... That, most people go to the grave without getting to that step.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna just give you a like a real quick piece of info. Like, don't choke anyone or drown no, them. Even
1: though you, you want to. And,
0: and yeah, and it seems like maybe there's like some kind of a circle that if you like... You kind of just sit at home and like obsess over things and, and think about... You need to
1: like try to get out into the get out of your own head and for me world. i do scratch off crossword lotto tickets i know it sounds stupid but it really helps me get out of my own head maybe yeah. it wouldn't help you but like what what is that what is a scratch off crossword lotto ticket to you yeah this
0: is something i would file like this is not something i can be like right to post secret this is something i would no. file uh, uh under uh, call too, a hotline too heavy of a of, uh, of a kind of a mental uh Problem issue. that I can that I cannot and we cannot help you with you Correct. you need professional help and and so if anyone's having kind of these really intense urges it's great to recognize that this isn't quote normal mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that there's that you can't live at one point like a totally functioning lifestyle
1: yeah so I think that's good advice. There you go. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I do want to, uh, I we have time to read this. This email's really short. Okay. Or do you have anything else you wanted to say to mm. that lady?
0: No, I just wanted to read it because sometimes I think it's like, well, even if I can't really offer you any concrete advice, maybe other people are going through the same thing and just the fact that, you know, someone else listening might also want to choke someone to death or drown them in a bathtub. Maybe pub, she's inspiring them to not. Yeah, you might feel a little, kin- a kinship
1: in that. Hey, guys, we fuck saving lives. <laughs> <laughs> this email subject is confused old man. Hey guys first thanks for what you do uh, for what you do for women. You provide an amazing perspective to women and men alike. Here's my problem. I'm a 49 year old dude that with a wife and nearly 21 year old daughter. We raised our girl to be one strong ass bitch and she has a, become exactly that so proud of her. So here it goes. I've raised a strong woman. My wife is a strong woman. I love strong women who fight for and respect uh, for the respect that they deserve. I am a fan that women are getting the voice that they have deserved for decades. The problem is while I love strong women, I am also forever 12 years old in my brain. I love porn. I love the female form. I catch myself ogling and objectifying women's at times. How the fuck do I mesh the two? I do not disrespect women at all. I am not a cat caller. I just like to look. I don't think uh, I don't think a creepy look, but uh, a look nonetheless. I struggle with this, especially in the time our culture is finally addressing the terrible treatment women have endured for generations. Am I an asshole or am I normal? Help. Thanks. You're normal.
0: Yeah, that's the end. That's it.
1: That's the end of that. Yeah, I think. Don't, don't, don't waste your time feeling guilty over something you shouldn't feel guilty about. Everyone ogles. I fucking ogle. Corinne mm-hmm. ogles. Mm-hmm. Oggling is fun. I think it. Christina, Christina it, ogles more than I ogle. <laughs> all right. Maybe you're right. <laughs> but, you know, if someone catches the ogling and then they seem disturbed by it, maybe, you know, check yourself and go uh, and become a little more self-aware about how you're coming off. But uh, you sound great. Nothing you're doing is wrong, and it certainly doesn't uh, earn you the title of an asshole. And if anybody calls you an asshole for what you just told us in that email, they're wrong and they're taking this shit to a level that is a disservice to feminism and women. Um, And I I appreciate you writing us with that because I feel like a lot of men kind of go to the opposite, the extreme that is not productive of all of this things coming to surface about um, powerful men sexually harassing women sexually assaulting women and people finally being comfortable talking about it I think uh, the dialogue is important but one thing that's just not gonna be helpful is okay well is looking bad no done settled it's well, not yeah,
0: we're living in a time when there's so much finger pointing that then you just sit at home and, and you get to the point where it's like I'm fucking sitting at home being like have I raped someone right it's like Everyone needs to chill the fuck out yep. It's like I think at the end of the day You fucking know If you're a bad person Or a good person And and also that People are not Black and white Bad and good I am not 100% a good person Nor is anybody Mother Teresa Wasn't 100% a good person I don't know What she did with that Wasn't good I don't know But, but bro I'm bro sure They write an article okay.
1: Calling her a bitch And I was like Yo strong words For none But okay Right And right. it's like We
0: keep putting these things It's like Okay let's take This little little chunk Of a person's life And have it define The the entirety Of yep, their existence Fucked up because we because we can't live if we can't categorize someone Terrible or awesome No you one's either You can be both That's that That's and it And you
1: probably are
0: Yeah that's That's it So and And it's making And I think it is making A lot of uh You know People who are You know Good leaning Really question And freak out, out About themselves you, The same standards And morality should apply And you should have been Living by them The whole time So if like You're just finding out Now that it's not good To take your dick out And masturbate In front of people Who didn't want it Then you need to Recheck your moral compass Uh In its entirety.
1: And that's that. Our guest today is a wonderful human. I'm so excited. I've been wanting to interview him for a really long time. He's a stand up comedian. He is a correspondent on The Daily Show on Comedy Central. He's going to be hosting the upcoming season of This Is Not Happening on Comedy Central. Ladies and gentlemen, give a warm welcome to Roy Wood
0: Jr.
2: I've been feeling like I am on top of the world, I am on top of the world, do not save me. Cause I've been feeling like I am on top of the world, I am on top of the world, oh my baby. I've been feeling like I am on top of the world, I am on top of the world, do not save me. Cause I've been feeling like I am on top of the world, I hear them tell me not to jump, y'all. You got so much to live for First they say live a little But now they say to live more But which one is it? I see the city from the 64th floor Y'all still think I'm playing games Well, I'm still feeling like a waste of space Overcapacity in this planet I don't change the date in My car no more Time is in a standstill Climbing up the mountain But the mountain is a landfill Don't like the way my hands feel if you're happy, life is a bitch Sick of smacking up her ass shakes. They're looking raw from how red they are I shook paws with the rest of y'all It wasn't nice to meet ya Don't introduce me to your family, I don't like them either These apples don't fall far from the trees, uh If your friends dropped, with your jump too? Well let's see, uh, call, we'll play, follow the lead talk I've been feeling like I am on top of the world I am on top of the world, do not save me Cause I've been feeling like I am on top of the world I am on top of the world, my baby I've been feeling like I am on top of the world I am on top of the world, now save me i I've been feeling like I am on top of the world I, I hear, hear them telling not to jump. jump Like don't jump, call Lord knows I'm proud to I don't give a fuck Don't let it go and come down Do the mouth's moving Sounds proof like But I don't really see it I've been looking off the edge Of the surface And my belief in all This motherfucking propaganda How you doing? comfortable I'm, not a chair. To
3: chair. I'm, I'm
1: you glad was I was gonna get rid of right it right When I redid my uh, room My living room But my boyfriend said no Cause a lot of great people Have sat in that chair
3: This is a nice chair This is one of like when you like just sit in a blanket and just sip apple cider. Yeah. When it snows outside. Yeah,
1: with a little knitted.
0: Yeah. What kind of life are you
3: guys living? I don't think I've ever One done that. One in a cabin.
1: That's that's very sweet. That's
0: nice.
3: Yeah.
1: Where are you from? You're from Alabama? I'm
3: from Birmingham, Alabama. Born and oh, raised. Wow. And I apologize for everything. No, not. Uh, born in New York, parents split. Mm. When, Mom, how old were you when they split? Nine months old. Oh, okay, so you They're don't remember quick. it. <laughs> New York, uh, mom goes to Memphis for grad school. I'm with mom somewhere around the third grade. My parents reconcile mm. and we're oh, in they Birmingham. got back together. Yeah.
1: Oh, mine did too. That's a, but they were separated for a while.
3: Yeah, that was. I don't know how old you are in the third grade, but that's probably like seven, eight years. Yeah, it's yeah. like, All right,
1: fine. I guess I'll be with you. No one else wants me. Go so. and bring that
3: little motherfucker over here to Alabama so I can <laughs> raise him and how basically the conversation they had was that hey he's your son's becoming an asshole oh Oh, wow would you mind being a father
1: (laughs) you were an asshole
3: at nine years old i was we started a brush fire in the creek i mean that's kid shit Kind of. Right. In an apartment complex, though, brush fires are frowned upon and you might get evicted. And so I think they were trying to evict my mom over the brush fire. She didn't we didn't get evicted, but it was definitely the catalyst for, oh, my God, I can't control him alone.
1: But then that brush fire got your parents back together. (laughs) So (laughs) in a way, that's kind of beautiful. (laughs) And I'm glad you did it.
3: I just want you back with dad. That's why I sprayed lighter fluid on the dead leaves, Joyce.
0: <laughs> you can use that as, I feel like you can use that as leverage though. Like, you know, you can really, if your parents are the right kind of parents, you can guilt them into a lot of yeah. things because of that. You know, like, I don't have a full family. I don't know. I don't have structure. I have to start brush fires. That's what
1: I do. <laughs> what did they, uh, when did you first get a boner? Do you remember? Um, I love asking guys this.
3: I'm trying to think, because I, 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 that question also correlates to when I first discovered porn and nudity. Ooh. And that was in Birmingham. So it was pre-third grade. I'd say fifth grade. Oh, fifth grade. Fifth okay. Grade, You're like, what, maybe, 10, 11? Yeah. Okay. Th- that's boners. a good age. Um, first wet dream, I think was seventh grade. You remember your first wet dream? I remember it because I was horrified. Yeah. Aww. I mean, I don't know how many other wet dreams dudes have, but I only had the one. That Only you, one in only your life. Only one. And I just, because after that, you'd start jacking off. And oh. I feel like. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like wet dreams are just a byproduct of you just having not jacked off yet. Right. And your body's like, yeah, this shit's got to get out of here. Yeah.
1: My boyfriend will have them if he hasn't jerked off in a really long time.
3: See what I'm saying? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. So if for me, it was just the one and I woke up and I was like, oh my God, I've done enough reading. Okay. On, like when I used to get put on punishment, I would read encyclopedias. So oh,
1: what a good kid.
3: That was, it, it, was, <laughs> That's lack so of, sweet. it was lack of better options. Oh, you know, it's the only book you had. No Nintendo, no TV. You've got to do something. And yeah. I liked animals and I so I would read about animals and all of these stupid books I had. And then I started reading about them in encyclopedias. And then eventually you run out of animals mm-hmm. and you just go, fuck it. I'm tonight. I'm going to read the W encyclopedia. Mm, okay. Oh. So that would be the one anytime I'm on punishment and I just worked my way through them and somehow ended up on sexual reproduction and read about it. So when the wet dream actually happened and I woke up that morning, like, Oh my God. Break out your encyclopedia. exactly like, what
1: it said. I said, yes. <laughs> oh, so Today you were I'm pressed.
3: Oh, I used to count my pubic hairs like that was like
1: <laughs> You would count how many pubic hairs did yeah, you? Yeah,
3: when I got my first pubic hair, that was like a, an achievement. Damn. I can't even explain oh, that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I
1: don't remember those moments. I don't even remember the first time I masturbated or the pube thing. I don't wow.
3: remember the first time either, but I for sure that's remember. Sweet. I for sure remember the first pubic hair. I
1: guess that's what happened when you don't have TV to distract you and kind of fill your <laughs> brain with useless <laughs> shit. You make memories with yourself. That's kind of nice. Yeah, it was very nice. <laughs> did your parents give you a sex talk?
3: Not really. Uh, my father, it was, my mom's was just, don't get nobody pregnant. You need to wear these condoms and all of that. I remember as a kid, uh, middle school, maybe like ninth or 10th grade, I remember practicing putting on condoms so that oh. if ever I got laid, <laughs> I would know how to put the condom That's on so properly. Smart. So I would like jack off until I got hard and then go get one of the condoms they give you at the health department. Yeah, yeah we we'll roll it on and look at it and go. Yeah, that seems right. Okay. <laughs>
1: Well, would you continue to jerk off with the condom on?
3: No, that, those, oh. this, these are like 90s condoms. So they're way thick. Like, it's oh, really? Not, and yeah. the ones you get
0: for free at the health department are always the worst kind of condoms. Like it's like a NYC condom. It's
3: literally setting you up for breakage. Yeah. yeah. Mid-stroke. Just, no it sets you up to get a disease. <laughs> it's a racket.
1: And then did your dad give you any type of...
3: My dad, the only real sex talk I got is when my mom found two Playboys that I had stashed under the living room couch. The living room, yeah. not your own room. No, because everyone checks my room. Yeah, that's actually, oh. pr- I think
0: that's actually smarter. The only thing is like, if when you vacuum, you're going to go under the couch. And
3: that's how they were found. Yeah. What I should have done is unzip the couch cushion mm, and put the playboys duh. inside the actual couch cushion, not under the cushion. Yeah, because who would have looked there? So my mom is moving the cushions to vacuum and get all of the loose change, finds them, uh, sets them down on the counter. My father says, well, if that's what you're going to be looking at, then you need to know what you're looking at uh by tomorrow you need to know all parts of the male and female anatomy wow
0: bing, damn
3: being about just sexual reproduction and nine months like learned all that shit menstruation menopause ooh what's menopause
1: tell me fucking, i don't know about
3: that shit i had to i had to know that shit if that's what you're going to fucking look at that you're gonna fucking know everything. Wow! Right? So Did you
1: know like the vulva, the cervix,
3: yeah, inner, outer, like Whoa. all that shit? I had to learn. I'm sure I've forgotten most of it by now. But
0: by <laughs> the time some good stuff was at stake, so you learned. It. You're, yeah. You you seems like to have gotten smarter and smarter through just doing uh, bad shit and getting caught throughout your life. Yeah,
1: that's, yeah. It's like the it, trouble leg, you got yourself in really educated you. Put your family legit back
3: together. The story of my life. <laughs> that's not even a that's really cool. Joke. <laughs> Yeah, so that's kind of how I learned it. My dad never really gave me a, well, this is what happens when a man and a woman. Da, 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 da. It was just assumed that I knew. Mm-hmm. I was a pretty smart kid. So my parents were just like, all right, fuck it. We know somebody already told you. So <laughs> here's what here are the do's and don'ts mm. now that you know how this is done. Wow. But they didn't really have anything to worry about. I was a video game kid. I was pretty awkward. So like you weren't going to get laid or Yeah, like I never <laughs> Cuz you're it, busy playing it's, video games. It this this my social circle didn't lend itself right. to being out late and making out under the bleachers. Yeah. I had girlfriends and stuff like that periodically, but they weren't freaks either. Like, they were, like, well-read.
1: Yeah. You, you just did nerdy shit. Nice,
3: astute, nerdy you young You finger yeah. on the
1: couch. You, 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 you saw a movie. Bare, right? yeah.
3: I'm lucky if I'm sneaking a kiss in the backseat on the way oh, home. Like it's,
1: That's so sweet. So they
3: were, like, very, very chill, which is why college was fucking off the chain. Did you go nuts? I'd say. Pussy, yeah. Yeah. pussy
1: everywhere? Like, up to <laughs> your I didn't nose and pussy? I
3: didn't lose my virginity until my senior class trip.
1: Of high school or college? Of high school. Oh, okay.
3: So oh, that's I was cute pretty to where? Uh Cancun. Oh. What whoa. a senior
1: high school trip. That seems very
0: unsafe.
3: That yeah. seems like
1: we're gonna a lot of our students are gonna lose their virginity
0: yeah, on this trip. This
3: is pre Natalie Holloway Aruba kidnappings. <laughs> so oh, yeah, you could you could send the kids down without fear of being snatched away into sex trafficking, which yeah. would be my fear. There's no fucking way I'm letting my kid leave the country.
1: Without you or, and it just at all.
3: Not to Mexico. Sex trafficking
1: is not a to, real
0: common Cancun. thing.
3: Cancun is way too much debauchery. Like I would.
0: Yeah. Even just like, I, I can't, I can't believe that was even okay. I'm in shock. Was yeah. there any By educational? The school? It was just
3: <laughs> pure fun. Well, the, what, the thing about it is that whatever company this was that does like the senior class trips, right. they coordinate them with other high schools across the country that are doing their trips on the same weekend. So oh, okay, it's like. College spring break and like, say, Panama City Beach, but it's all high schoolers. Mm -hmm. So the city is full of high school kids. Wow. In theory, that makes it a little safer because there's volume, there's strength in numbers or whatever. So maybe one of them will get kidnapped.
0: I was like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, that or all the people in town are like, this is high school
1: weekend. Let's go have a (laughs) file. Is is it the drinking age in Cancun 18? Hell yeah! Oh shit! That's crazy. That That's that was pretty trip. much that
3: was my first time with alcohol. For real, for real.
1: Oh my god! I so you got laid. Well, how was that? Were you drunk? It was horrible. Yeah, it's usually it pretty horrible. bad. It,
3: it was very horrible. There oh. was, I drank once in high school because I thought it would make me better at baseball.
1: What? That's some
3: it's w- interesting reason, logic. Is the only reason I ever tried to drink in high school. What was I, the
0: thought process? Well, I
3: had teammates. Uh-huh. Some of my teammates, and not all the time, it was like once or twice in the season, they came to practice drunk. They came to baseball practice, fuck, like you could smell it. Oh in my their God. Pores, Whoa. Yeah. Drunk.
1: Damn.
3: And these motherfuckers hit the ball so far. What the fuck? They were drunk and they were better. They that is better. confusing. So in my brain, Mad Dog 2020 is a performance enhancing drug. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: So let me drink this as well. And I fell asleep in the dugout Oh! (laughs) in the middle of practice. (laughs) I fell asleep. And so that was the only time I drank until I got to Cancun. We started doing tequila shots and all that. Like it was, it was, it was short. Like, does it count as losing your virginity? If you if it's only like four strokes, I think yeah. so, sure, yeah,
1: oh yeah. Most, I mean, a lot of people's are a lot. lot. To, no, some that's people a lot. They say for you got to
3: bust. They say you got to bust a nut. You don't have to else. if it
1: gets in. If it's in, yeah, that's sex. Yeah, honestly, yeah. technically, if you lick it or if you poke it, that's also a type of sex. That's oral sex. That's <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But you I didn't guess. come because you were drunk on tequila. No, her roommate was sleeping the next bed. Wow, and so she started getting <laughs> a little weird about that. She might wake up. We oh. should stop. And again, and this is, goes back to my father and shit. Like if, if both people don't want to be on board with it, you stop immediately. And so yeah. like, like considering today's climate, that was the type of shit my dad taught me way back in the nineties. He's smart. Wow. And so she goes, yeah, let's, let's try again tomorrow. But the next day her school was leaving. Oh, well that's, so. you
1: had sex. Yeah. And it was not your girlfriend
3: No. It was a girl you met because she went to another school. I guess I can tell this, it's been 25 years. Like, (laughs) I knew on that trip that my girlfriend was going to break up with me when I got back to Birmingham. How did you know? Because one of her friends (laughs) had called her from Cancun. This is 96. Uh. So one of her girlfriends that's on the trip, my girlfriend was like a junior and then... Singers. So she calls her and goes, Yeah, Roy was with so-and-so and so-and-so. And, so and I think they did that. So and you like,
1: did you didn't I at did, that point? I
3: oh. done I did not do the things that I was accused of. That debauchery was done by other people that I knew, but I didn't <laughs> do the debauchery that I was being accused of. Were you
0: up to no good though, in general? Like, were you
3: flirting was, and
0: flirting, whatever,
3: touching? I, I was. It boiled down to me being next to some people in the club who were making out.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, were, so it's like one of these stupid foam parties or whatever, and
1: <laughs> foam party.
3: Oh, a bunch girl. Of my I just buddies, can't.
0: I'm just still in shock that this was allowed. The
3: rash that you get. From,
0: <laughs> Wait, you get a rash
3: from foam if you don't take a bath immediately after, like leaving a foam party. It's just oh, soap sitting on your on your skin
1: oh mm. i guess that makes sense and damn it's just rash
3: and it's because it's mexican cheap soap it's yeah not some quality palm olive
1: i never <laughs> would have thought of that part of a phone party but it does make a lot of sense
3: so i'm in the club and i'm basically on the same couch where a bunch of my buddies are making out with chicks from another school mm-hmm. and if you just glance over at the couch yes it would appear that i'm also awaiting my turn to make out or <laughs> This is some weird <laughs> two on one situation, but I was not making out. Was I there? Was I close? You just like to a couch. It was a, comfy yeah, a couch. Yeah, you wanted to sit. I never fucked before. So I don't know what the rules you. are to couch making out. Do yeah. I just, knowing what I know now, you get up and get a drink, you get the fuck out of there and let your friends uh, and have some fun. Yeah, I guess. I wanted to see I was there also,
1: for support. if I was going to call my friend and be like your boyfriend, she, I would have gone up to the guy and be like, hey, were you making out with that? I would have gotten nah, some clarification. That's not how I
3: went down. She spent 10 cent a minute to call my girlfriend. Oh my
1: God. That's kind of and, a good friend, I guess. Yes, that is, I mean. That's, you didn't do it
3: though. I didn't do it. And so my girlfriend called me well, i call my girlfriend, like, you know, I'm being a good, just checking you you know, <laughs> do, I'm babe. not having a good time. I just want you to know I'm not having fun. Cause I, <laughs> and she blasts me about the couch shit. And, da, 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 and we'll just talk about it when you when, when you get when you get back to Birmingham. i go, all right, fine. And I thought about it, and I was like, you know what? She's probably gonna break up with me because mm-hmm. she already believes yeah. the other girl. And I had In my head, and this is just how a man can justify cheating. In my head, I had a two year flawless resume with this woman.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: No incidents, no issues, no arguments. I did one petty thing in an art, but it was like not something. Patty's different. Yeah, you did something. We were supposed to wear matching football jerseys on Twins Day at school. Oh, God. And I deliberately wore both jerseys earlier that week. And so you know, hilarious. The rules in high school, you can't repeat clothing <laughs> right. in the same month. Uh, uh-huh. So it basically canceled out us for Twins Day, which means we didn't get in the yearbook for Twins Day. <laughs> You have so, such good memory. Petty being, shit like that. Mem- but my point is. I mean,
0: that was that just seemed like being met, like that, that's terrible. If you showed up, I wouldn't have respect <laughs> for you if you had showed up. Sometimes girls do stuff yeah. like that, though, so that they know that they have you under their spell. Like, yeah, it's so like that a, they have you. It's a trick move. I've done it. You yeah, like you try too. to convince someone to like do a couple's Halloween costume <laughs> and like you do in your heart want to do a Halloween costume with your boyfriend. But then if he did it, you would actually not have any respect for him anymore. Yeah. 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 So
3: that's the move. So I canceled that. But my, my point is I had two years of flawless behavior mm-hmm. with her. And if that didn't earn me enough equity for the benefit of the doubt. Then fuck it. I'ma go just try go to get fuck this chick at this phone party. Hell yeah. yeah. Cause I know you're gonna break up with me when I go home. So were you I'm gonna sad get... about
1: that that she was gonna break up with you? Or were you like, eh, makes nah,
3: sense. Yeah, you just accept the inevitable. My father's oh. death really like changed how I deal with bad news oh. or pending because my father died of cancer. Mm-hmm. When so did... I was 16, I was in high school. My oh, father shit. died earlier that year. Oh wow, wow, wow. So with cancer, it's weird because you know, you know, two years, I knew two years ago he was going to die eventually. And then that Something. last month of his death, the last month leading up to his death, you've already processed it and it's gone. The, f- the funeral is literally a formality. I hate yeah. to say it like that. No, I understand that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. whatever emotional journey and processing I need to go through has already happened because I know that's coming. So I'm at peace with that it's coming all right fine bring it on i'll fucking deal with
1: oh, it. oh yeah that makes sense yeah. so
3: if you told me on monday my girl's gonna break up okay. with me on saturday all right cool that's just yeah. what it's gonna be that sucks i'll figure out how to navigate it in the meantime get your dick wet i'm gonna try to get this condom to put to good use <laughs> Yeah. because that was that was the crazy thing when you're like a teenager's how many condoms you would carry they, how
1: many did you carry? i thought people guys like, only
3: carried one no that's college shit once you know that you only need one or maybe two yeah. if you're spending the night or some shit but like in high school we were in cancun we had like four condoms each wow. and our, every day like at any every given day. time <laughs> like fucking like the police have those extra clips of ammo on yeah the, you had condoms. had condoms in our belt loops like Aww. it was. I, I would never put condoms in my pocket because I didn't want the indentation in the wallet and I didn't want to accidentally pull it out and lose it. So I would put my belt on and then I would slide the condom between the belt and my blue jeans, like that <laughs> oh, space. Wow. Yeah, that would yeah. stay? Yeah, it's tight. If your oh, belt wow. is super tight, tight.
1: Yeah.
0: the condom wow. is literally right
3: in there. and Your t-shirt is over it. So hmm. it's... It's not in your pocket so no one can get you.
1: No, because okay. girls, is fascinates me because girls at that age in high school, the sex to them is more what it means, figure, like what sex means to a woman is not necessarily like orgasm. Physical pleasure, we don't really take into consideration until much later because a lot of times it'll either hurt or the person won't know what they're doing or the girl won't know their own body enough. So it, it's kind of like with virginity, get it over with. And then the continuation of sex, I don't know. It's more like a social... Like we should be having sex, kind of thing. Not that I, girls yeah, didn't cause want you're not to.
3: Cool, because you're not doing it,
1: right? You? But for guys, I'm curious because you get more. You get physical pleasure out of it. I, I would say the the rates of in which you get physical pleasure out of sex is higher than a girl's chances of getting like coming during Correct. sex. So did it mean? Were there any of those social things to you in your head, or was it just physical? Like, cause I think it's so sweet. Cause like guys carrying around condoms, like my boyfriend did that. He like collected bras. He was a perv in high school, (laughs) but like guys were so obsessed with sex in high school and girls were too, but I think for different reasons. Well,
3: yeah, because it's, it's social currency. Yeah. Not being a virgin somehow puts you in a different, if it's like a caste system, you're in a different group of people. And so for me, me, having a girlfriend that everyone knew I wasn't having sex with because she was very good. She was a very good woman. And she was in like all of those groups where we don't drink and our body is a temple. Temple. (laughs) So you dating one of these bodies of temple chicks, all your homeboys know you're not fucking. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So thankfully playing sports was my end socially, but Mm. you're never quite cool until you're the guy that is fucking a chick or oh man, you hitting that? Oh man, hell yeah, yeah. do your thing, man. I see you play Like yeah. that was somehow attached to manhood. And I don't know if that's right. It probably is I isn't. think that fucks
1: up a lot of guys though. Because I think yeah. then they feel the sense of entitlement
3: sometimes. Or a need to fuck yeah. for the sake of being able to tell their friends that they fucked.
1: Yeah. Did you tell then, anybody that you fucked that night in Cancun? I mean- it-
3: Here's the crazy thing. The girl calls the room the next morning. She calls my room. We're in the same, we're saying the same thing. The hotel.
0: girl you fucked calls? Correct.
3: Mm-hmm. She calls my hotel room the next morning. And I told people that, because of course, the next morning. Yeah. Yeah, man. I remember the girl from the, man, you ain't fucked. Like, nobody believed me. Oh, That's, damn it. That was my <laughs> reputation in high school. I go, Aww. hey, man, I lost my virginity last night. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Shut the <laughs> fuck up, Woods. Shut your fat head ass up. You ain't getting no pussy. The girl, I leave the room. We go do some shit all day. And the girl called the room to tell me goodbye and, like, left her phone number. And one of my homeboys forgot to write it down. And But that call was enough for them to believe. Okay. Yeah. Oh, some girl called the room. Oh,
1: shit. What? He he lost it.
3: And it's literally like, you ever see in, like, Major League Baseball where, like, a walk-off home run where, like, the to the game winning homer and the guy's rounding third. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the team is waiting for him at home plate mm-hmm. to fucking jump up and down. That's what when your friends find out you lose your loss your virginity, that's what that is like. Really? In high that sounds
1: fun. I didn't get that. It's, it's I got my very, best friend going,
3: Did you fuck today?
1: Yeah. Cool.
3: That's it. <laughs> no, it's it's very much um probably way too celebratory it's probably very toxic now that we're knowing what we know now about the world <laughs> oh, but it yeah. sounded
1: fun it sounds sweet i think that's sweet i don't think it's bad but it's I, I like I, hey way
3: to go man yeah All that's right.
1: nice it's like supportive but the it, it is interesting i've been thinking a lot about masculinity and kind of where guys get fucked up mentally from a young age. And I was talking a lot about this documentary, The Mask I Live In, about about masculinity. And you hear these little boys say, you know, why doing things like a girl is bad and wimpy and whatever. And it's that mixed with getting high-fived when you get laid. But I'm like, I can't tell if that's bad or good or sweet or, I don't know. Because girls don't do, I never did that.
3: I did that when I got older.
0: Girls do it for other things, though, like getting engaged or like showing a ring on Facebook, which is equally toxic, I yeah, think, and, weird. And, and stupid. So. Yeah, it's
3: trophy behavior, though. Like, I, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I yeah. remember in college, like, there was, How can not tell this story without incriminating people and <laughs> <or> defend themselves. <laughs> I remember in college, we had an apartment and- It was three of us in the three people paying rent in this apartment. But we were the first of our social circle to move off campus. Mm. So our apartment was more of a clubhouse than it was an actual apartment, Mm -hmm. if you follow me on that. Mm -hmm. So at any given time on a Friday night, there's anywhere from six to ten people in our house Mm -hmm. until three in the morning. And we're just video games, drinking, yelling, just being college students. Yeah. If you had a date or you were dating someone, it was considered almost to some degree not customary, but if you wanted a little bit of praise, if you had a bad chick that was real fucking good looking, you'd bring her by the house for a little while. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: And then you'd go out on your date, like almost on some hey man, we need to meet her, man, bring her by. Because if you had this gorgeous woman, you would want to bring her by yeah. and go, hey, fellas, look at what I caught today. It's like a <laughs> fucking... <laughs> I would like like do fish. that. You're literally like a fisherman yeah. bringing your catch yeah. to the fucking dock to Go, look what I got all right. All right, yeah. I'll see you boys later. I'm going to go have a good time with this one. And that That was the subtext. Now, to the naked eye, to the girl, it's just, oh, I met his friends. Mm-hmm. That was so nice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. That's what that move is. I oh. met his friends. no. I was so fucking thrilled to fucking (laughs) be fucking somebody that I had to show you off. Like, it wasn't about, do you, because now. I would like
1: my friends to know you as a person and get to like you, respect you. It's not about that. But
3: now that I'm older, I'll be 39. I'm 39 for the sake of this recording. Mm -hmm. Someone meeting my friends is legitimately important in terms of, how I believe we can relate to one another because these are the people who I hang with and they're... So now I'm bringing you around my friends for the legit purposes of relationship assessment.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like it's not going to work. I, like at 39, like your friends are more important than any like new person you're bringing into the relationship. Correct.
3: And there has to be some level of synergy to the two. Yeah.
1: yeah. I do think though, like I've done that before. I've I've paraded a guy before. It, do, it does. It's an yeah, animalistic too. thing where, I mean, women like to do it too. I like chasing dick. I think it makes me feel yeah. like a woman. It makes me feel like, it makes me feel like, uh, like, mm. like, oh yeah, I'm gonna fucking yeah. punch the wall. Like, it makes or, me feel
3: good. It's just, it's there's just an escalation. And this is going back to the high five theory of whether or not that's good or bad. What happens, the escalation of the high five theory becomes when, yay, you got some ass, you did your thing. In college, it becomes, Oh, damn, look at her. She's fine. I know you're going to tear that up. Go do your thing. Which eventually evolves into you fucking a chick in your house. And you're basically being rated by your friends who are also in the house mm. on how much noise she makes when y'all are fucking. Oh. So now you'll come downstairs from fucking. She's still upstairs asleep or whatever. Yeah. You come downstairs to get some water and you're just in boxer briefs yeah. and fucking sweet. And you just, Oh, I need some water. So you yeah. just go in it's the your kitchen victory walk. And now na- yeah, it's literally, it's a fucking victory walk. Yeah. And there, are all your friends are playing PlayStation and going, giving uh, you thumbs up. Yeah, giving, yeah, Like at the end of karate kid where Mr. Miyagi gave <laughs> yeah. Daniel son, that fucking smirk of <laughs> mm. an attaboy. So you come like, so it's, it escalates.
1: Yeah. Point. Yeah, that's into the arc that takes his interest. Yeah,
3: and so then beyond that, now with this technology, the next level after that is video. Instagram. Right? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Oh, look, look at me hitting it in fucking yeah. selfie mode while you're fucking a chick from behind and she doesn't know. Like <laughs> Oh. No, wait, that's the type the of shit that's out do that? there. My take God. a
1: selfie while you're boning a chick oh
0: yeah that's style? a lot yeah
3: send you the links no Slut
0: whisper too I mean I please I keep my enemies close I follow all this shit the people that I hate <laughs> their ideals on Instagram so I can keep an eye on what people are ingesting Damn. I think it's important because you have to see it's like it's nice you know a lot of times like feminists and liberals we live in this bubble as we talk about a lot on here and like but that's not the way most people are thinking so I got to keep an eye on everybody I agree. to see the conversations that we need to be We're
3: reporters, and we have to report on the world. Sure, of course. Have that link and watch that dude. (laughs)
0: Yes, (laughs) you were doing research (laughs) as you look away,
3: (laughs) (laughs) looking on the floor. Wait,
0: when did you know you were funny?
3: Um, knew I was funny, high school.
0: Did you start using it to as your advantage in high school, or did not not till later, or for anything? It
3: only it only helped me fit in socially. Um. I was a I was an introvert. I grew up an only child. I have a lot of half siblings, but I grew oh. up alone, so I lived in my head.
0: Yeah. So Whoa, only yeah. kids are. There's yeah. a song about that by our friend Sarah Dooley. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> and I was never at any school, until high school. I was never at any school more than two years.
0: Oh my goodness. Oh wow. So
3: still in. But now later on, as an adult, that worked to my benefit because going to school all over the city meant I knew everybody in the city. I oh. knew people from the east side. Which, and you were comfortable with change. Correct. And so I would. I had this comic strip that I used to draw in the sixth grade. Like I used to draw like a little comic strip because at that time, my dream was to be like Bill Watterson. Mm,
0: oh, that's so that's cool. cool. So I
3: was like, oh, I want to have some of the like Calvin and Hobbes. I want to write some fucking shit like that. Yeah. Glad I let go of that. <laughs>
0: fucking print has been I was like, it's a dying art. Yeah. yeah.
3: So that was when I feel like I had some semblance of a sense of humor I don't think I realized it then but in high school I wrote the bench playing baseball I wasn't that good of a player okay but I was the coach like having me around so fuck it I'm here <laughs> and your job on the bench at our high school was to heckle the opposing team oh shit for the duration of the game they encouraged that It's it's 93, 94. This is all that pre bullying. (laughs) There was no rules. I
1: tried to do that when I played softball, and they were like, Christina, stop being mean. I'm like, come on.
3: We were fucking relentless. Nice. We were a a fucking predominantly black high school, and we're playing baseball. You're playing mostly white schools half the time. If we played another black school, we wouldn't say shit. (laughs) Because it'd be a fucking fight. Like, if you crack on somebody too long, too hard, They'll want to fight in the pissed. parking lot. But with the white schools, you could just fucking.
1: Real. Oh, it's, yeah. And it's probably so, it was very
3: rewarding. I took pride in it. I took pride in coming up with creative heckles and stuff that was funny. And you could hear the snickers from the adults in the stands. <laughs> and
2: that's what I learned. And
3: that was the currency. That was like, that's what I wanted. I wanted this 58 year old man to acknowledge that what I just yelled at a child
1: was fucking hilarious. Was fucking hilarious. Yeah.
3: And so, that was like the first inklings of, like, oh, I think I'm funny. I think I have a sense of humor. I think I know when to crack a joke. And when I got to college, um, my degree is in broadcast, and they make you take a public speaking class. And so for a month, we had to do impromptu speeches. So mm. you had three minutes of prep time. You leave the class, you get oh, three minutes how of prep. Cool. And then you come back in the classroom and you give a five minute presentation on the topic that you were just given. So you just, I, you filibuster on a topic for five minutes. And I figured out if I could get the class to laugh, then it made you believe me more. Somehow yeah. Mm-hmm. That what I was saying was actually true. And mm. that was for all purposes, as far as I'm concerned, that was like my first real open mics.
1: Yeah. I was going to say that's like riffing. I don't, I don't yeah. Know. It like, was hundred yeah, percent
3: riff. That's awesome. So I did that and I got a job at Golden Corral
1: I fucking love that place. I used to go there every weekend as a kid in Virginia.
3: So at Golden Corral, I figured out if I can make the table laugh. Yeah. Then uh, like, even if everybody at the table is like in a bad mood, there's always one person that's not as pissed as everyone else. Talk to that person. That's
1: their idea to go to Golden Corral. Yeah, that's their (laughs)
3: idea. So the week, I call them the weakest link, the weakest link at the table. If I make them laugh, their mood, usually would permeate to everybody else at the table by the over the duration of the meal. Mm-hmm. So if I can make the table laugh, I made more in tips. And then I figured out, all right, this row of tables in my section can't hear what I'm saying to this row of tables. Mm,
0: so you can so reuse the up, material. yeah. The same
3: fucking jokes, take them right across to the nice. other part of my section. So by the end of the day, I had four different sets that I was working oh my god that's awesome so I had like four different jokes and like all right this guy looks like a football fan so we'll do sports with him this lady clearly cares about the park like you could just <laughs> right. you profile yeah. and you make you make up conversation based on that person's profile mm-hmm. and in my head I was like oh this is basically like comedy I yeah
1: reading that. the audience that's exactly what yeah it and
3: so that is kind of how it in terms of figuring out, oh, maybe I'm funny. Maybe I could do stand-up. Nice. Like, that was the Batman Begins. <laughs> and how, cave moments.
1: how long have you been on The Daily Show on TV?
3: Two years. Two years. I started in 2015 with Okay. Trevor.
1: And you really are fucking crushing it. Like, you, Thank when you, you start on the show, I was like, holy shit. You're so funny and you bring a, a, a sense of humor that i've never seen on that show before that i really love and uh
3: irate black man <laughs>
1: but it, i don't know it's just it's very unique to you i like i like it i've never seen i don't know the way you make people laugh is very unique to to who you are and i love that have you uh have you noticed are you single are you in a relationship no i, a
3: relationship. I had a girlfriend we've okay. been together i don't know how long a couple <laughs> I was years so
1: like, before you went on least TV. three years yeah, okay at least yeah, three yeah. okay cool Yeah, at
3: least three i don't know like I, it was just one of those relationships where, like, we're just talking and they're like, you know what? I guess we're together. Are we together? Yeah. All
1: right. uh, is that how you steal the deal? Are we together? Yeah, sure.
3: It was just... I love those One day I started introducing her as my girlfriend and she didn't stop me. So, fuck mm-hmm. so it. Nice. Like, I don't think we... have. I, I should talk to her. Like, I don't even think we have an anniversary. Like, we don't have, a, like, an official day to observe. <laughs>
0: you have a ballpark time that you can, like, figure it out. Maybe, like, a month
3: or... I would just play something. it from the first date.
1: Yeah, sure. I, I make that's, it our first date. That yeah. works. Yeah. That wasn't supposed to be a date, but I'm like, that's our anniversary. Yeah, so. the first
3: date was in like May or something. Whenever the Wild West Comedy Festival is in oh, Russia, oh,
1: right? in Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah.
0: That's where
3: we, that's where that oh, was on our that's first sweet. time.
0: sweet. Wait, you met her at the, is she a comedian?
3: No, oh. she was, this is, we had already talked. I don't want this to sound like some weird Craigslist.
0: No, <laughs> no, I'm I love here. It was a woman and
3: I just found her. <laughs> she was there and she wanted to hold my hand. No, she was on a middle of a cross country trip moving to San Fran. Okay. And so we had talked enough. She was in DC, I was in LA, and I go, "Hey, I don't know which way you're going to fucking California, but if you're headed down I-40, stop in Nashville on these days, it'd be nice to meet, even if it's just for fucking lunch." And lunch turned into like a day and a half.
1: Oh, yeah. So, that,
3: so it's one of those so things. Sweet. So sweet. But again, I don't even know what fucking day that was. Right. I can't.
1: <laughs> Wait, when did you message her? You can look up that... You can look up... First contact versus yeah, first date? Was, was it email? Was it text? Was it...
0: Well, because of the comedy festival, though, you would be able... If you just sat down on a computer, you could
1: easily figure yeah, it out. Yeah, because I found yeah. out our anniversary date. I had to go back in my
0: Google <laughs> Calendar,
1: and it said brunch with Steve. And I was like, that's our anniversary. You just wanted a date. I wanted a date because it's nice to have a day where you just focus i've been with my uh, boyfriend for it'll be like seven it'll be seven years so it's a while but you want to just focus on them like it's just nice to have make an excuse to just fuck all day eat sleep watch tv fuck again it's just (laughs) nice (laughs) and then you don't feel bad like you're being lazy you're not getting work done because it's your anniversary
3: Uh, i guess i I, I should pick a day yeah. Just, what if I just picked any day? You just like, pick any day. Today's your anniversary. Is it? Don't know. Come on. Oh, let's no. fucking eat all day.
0: <laughs> How about you pick today? It's the day that you forced yourself to pick an anniversary. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. that's sweet.
3: No, I, I think it'll, I'll just wait for like marriage or something. And then that'll be, it doesn't matter. Cause yeah. whatever date we're talking about now is going to get superseded. Trip, Are you planning
1: but, on getting married?
3: Yeah, that'd be nice. Hey, that's that's a process.
1: <laughs> yeah. What does marriage but, mean to you? Because I'm trying to figure that out for I don't myself. Know. Me either. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea.
3: What I do know is that in having a child, and having a child together, a 19-month-old, I can speak to, if we go back to the brush fire, the need for there to be proper family structure mm-hmm. around this child. Yeah, if
1: there's a kid, yeah, for and sure. And
3: there's nothing negative that I can say about my relationship with her and it that's has awesome. nothing to do with with our child like it's like it's not like it made shit worse that's good you know what i'm saying and that when you look at a scenario like that in terms of love and all of that stuff it's it's like, oh wow we had this kid okay let's take a breather on growing together and make sure we figure out how to not fuck up his life.
1: Yeah. And that's hard. That's got to be a lot. Together,
3: we will figure out everything that doesn't fuck up his life. And, then I guess, I don't know what you do. Do you merge back into, I don't okay, know. now back to relationship. Or is do this all part of the relationship? It's like, part
0: of, I think it's part of the relationship. I mean, yeah. did, was that, did you sit down and like have a plan? Like we're going to have a kid now? Was no. it,
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. But it's. A it's, condom what was out that? Of your butt loop? Yeah, yeah you, you know, you use one of those city condoms. Yeah. And that's why you don't.
3: Those cheap <laughs> Yeah.
1: How was that but, conversation? Or, if you don't mind talking about, like, I always thought about, if that ever, if I got ever got pregnant, cause I'm not on the pill. We use condoms uh, all the time mm-hmm. and I'm fine with, that. I don't care. But you know, if something happened, I'm, sure I'm like, he, cares. he doesn't actually, he's the one who's more well, crazy know, about it than I, I am. I take that
3: back. Condom technology has gotten to a point now where you could basically it's not even a condom you it's skin
1: it. condoms are really good yeah. they would they sponsored us for a second but they gave us like boxes of them and i that's all i use i gotta say they're the best yeah i can give you some if you want it's
3: one of those where you just have to keep checking like did the condom break? oh <laughs> yeah. shit it's still on okay cool.
1: but what's that conversation like? like how do you i mean that's gotta be i don't know that's gotta be a mind fuck because i always thought about what if i got pregnant i don't think I guess I would have, I
3: don't know. But there's layers to it though, because it's not just you're pregnant. It's, are you, it's not just you're having a kid. It's, are you having a kid with someone that you could actually stomach raising a kid with? If <laughs> yeah, if everything else, if the whole fucking forest of relationship stability broke down between you, could you and this person just raise this child Mm -hmm. is just that's get along that's the bare minimum for parenting to me yeah and so you have to start there and then work your way back into all right we're in love this is great this is good this is not what should have happened at this time but it is not a detriment okay if anything it probably it probably made me having a kid, if you, if you don't, if you pay, if you pay close enough attention to it, added responsibility to your life can sometimes make you more focused. So if there's a upside for lack of a better word for having a kid before you were planning to have a kid, it's definitely going to force you to tighten down the hatches and all other aspects of your life. And
1: does that feel good? That must feel good. Yeah.
3: It's a good thing because, I am. At, I operate under an economy of time now
1: mm, where yeah.
3: every minute that I'm outside of the house needs to be something that's forwarding my career and putting food on the table and making sure that my family is comfortable. Yeah. So hanging just to hang, that shit is old, yeah. that's done. If I'm leaving town, it is to accomplish something. Mm-hmm. It's not like, I used to be able to add an extra day. Like I just came from Atlanta. And we're here tonight. We're here today on a Sunday recording mm-hmm. this. Normally, if I'm in Atlanta, that's close enough to Birmingham that I would add a day on the Thursday. And the Atlanta was a Friday, Saturday gig, mm-hmm. but I'd fly to Birmingham Thursday, shoot the shit and dick around and then stay Sunday. No, now it's land Friday, do the shows. First thing smoking Sunday morning, get the fuck out of town. And yeah, go yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think... Having less time makes you better with your time.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. It makes you prioritize things and make, make sure everything's productive.
3: And it, for, and it forces you into that because you have no choice. Yeah. Unless, it's either that or you're just going to be an asshole father.
1: And that's not, that can't feel good. Because you can't. had, your kid is 19 months old. So that means she was pregnant when you first got The Daily Show. Correct. So, okay. So that's, man, that's a lot though. You get on TV and then you have this job that's like, oh, because I would, oh, that would make me just... It's it's a lot. When it rains, it pours.
0: It's kind. Of, that's I think yeah. like that's how kind of always how life happens. Everything happens at once. There'll be like your months when you're sitting around, like is anything gonna hit? What's happening? And Then everything happens all together. It's, it's fine. You know how to, you figure out how to handle it's,
3: it. It's a lot, but then it just goes right back to yeah. the whole cancer theory. So, like, mm. all right, well, this is what's happening. This is what's happening. Let's fucking figure it out. Hey, yeah. all right. Well, first things first. Uh, I guess we're living together now in New York. Right. I love you. We had already had that type of structure in L.A. anyway. So it's like there wasn't that much that changed. And I think that's where I really, hmm. when, you, when you think about, when I look at my friends who have had children that weren't planned and they were with people that they did not love, hmm. that's a whole nother level. And then it's with people that they may not love who also maybe hate them. Like yeah. once you, there's so many That's different, yeah, process, yeah, man. Fuck it's kind that. of a good
0: reminder. Like if, if you're not happy to get out sooner than later, yeah, you know, if, why oh, are you sticking around having sex with someone when, you, you know, I think sometimes as adults, we forget like there is, like a risk with sex. I don't want to call like a kid, but you know, like you have to, you have There should you should always feel a real like, like intimacy with the person you're fucking in a relationship. Otherwise, and like respect. what the fuck are you
1: doing? Cause if you don't respect that person, that's going to blow up in your face eventually.
3: Yeah. And I think that for what it takes to have a child and then give it the proper attention and love it deserves, that's that's a two man job. Mm-hmm. It just is. So, I mean, to bring it all the way back to marriage. Yes, of course. That's like something I wholeheartedly will think about. I don't know when, how and all of that shit, but who knows? I might just like, I have a friend who literally just woke up with his girlfriend one day and was just like, let's just go to the courthouse.
1: I know people who did that. Sounds kind of fun. And she was
3: like, cool. And that was it.
1: Yeah. yeah. And that's so, that's so, that's beautifully simple. Cause I think a lot of people put a lot of thought into the, it seems silly to me the whole the ring has to be really perfect and it has to and you have to ask me in, in this circumstance it's just like and that's what? my issue it, that's not the point of why you're doing
0: it's it like, though
3: it's like if you ask me if I believe in marriage I'd say yes if you ask me if I believe in weddings I'd say no
1: <laughs>
0: yeah it's interesting I just went to a wedding yesterday so I'm gonna talk talk a lot about that in the intro but I don't know I always flip on it because I'm like I'm certainly not someone who has ever like planned on getting married or like want that whole show but then But then, when you're there, you're like, "This is really nice."
3: And that's no different than the home run high five Mm -hmm, for dudes. A wedding is a woman's home run high five moment, and so even if I don't get it, (laughs) but like it's it's, it was it it
0: didn't feel like that. (laughs) That's not what I was getting (laughs) at. Like. But the, the engagement war- to me the, the engagement ring pictures on Facebook that to me is the high five because it's truly something that really doesn't matter
3: it's literally for yeah. other people yeah
0: yeah. yeah. however yeah. my boyfriend is a like a registered uh, gemologist and diamondologist like he used to work at Kay and he like and on our first date he kind of I, I kind of was like making fun of engagement rings and he he takes them very seriously and it's endearing in a way because he understands what it takes to create a, like a good looking diamond and how much work and how much work other people and and, and danger they put their lives into and he's like oh. that's the meaning of a diamond and i was like wow that was a real heavy that's interpretation right. of a diamond but i understand now so it's like when you understand yeah. something i think maybe there's more meaning to it you can I appreciate but it. most people don't understand diamondology yeah,
3: i mean i'm not here to rag on it it's yeah, it's, no, it's, it's not it's personal it's personal It's just not, it's not a day I've ever thought about it, drink about it, give a fuck about the details. And I don't think I ever will. Yeah. And And that's
1: good. That's, that's good. I mean, and then act accordingly to that. But if you're with someone that wants that,
3: then you've got to do that.
1: Yeah. Cause if you don't, if you're like here nor there or whatever, and that it means a lot to your partner. Yeah. I get
3: that. Okay. It's, it's literally the Chris Rock joke. I'll be there. Just tell me what time and I'll be there an hour before. Yeah. Just, yeah. I don't give a shit. Just give me a suit. I'll show up an hour before with my friends. Yeah. And we'll do it.
0: That's my favorite thing. I always, half the time I just tell my boyfriend for things. I'm just like, I'll do everything. All I need to, you to do is show up in a good mood and
3: do whatever it is that
0: I said. And that's it. I'll and that's pay, a deal. I'll pay for it. I'll set it up. I'll, d- I'll invite everyone. Just come with a fucking smile on your face.
3: I just know for a lot of people, that's the dream that, especially in the South, mm. that's the dream women are sold is that, something is less than with you if you don't have a man when you get oh god yeah yeah some babies young
1: married young a lot so a lot
3: of people you then date people that have attached a sense of validity to that process then as a man you either got to get with it or not you can't you can't spend time trying to change someone's ideologies and opinions on stuff you just have to decide whether or not you want to be with somebody that wants the pomp and circumstance or somebody wants to go to the courthouse.
1: Yeah. It's a pick your battle. But then sometimes I wonder though, like weddings and a a lot of these traditions, men are like, man, whatever. And then women are like, yes. And I'm like, well, what do the guys get stuff that they, that means a lot to them? Like what means a lot to the guy in that, in that scenario? I don't think, or you don't even need that. Maybe.
3: I don't, I don't think weddings are for men. Mm. I don't, I don't think they are, I think marriage, men are way more. If you told a guy he just get married and didn't have to do all the church shit, mm. I believe th- there would be a higher rate of marriage and proposal. Like I believe there would be more married people. It, Probably. But it's it's but it's just all of that planning, <laughs> chicken, and who's gonna sit at what table? Ugh, Fucking kill fuck me,
1: that. bro. <laughs> that I sounds can, horrible. I
3: cannot sit on the floor with a bunch of arts and crafts from Michaels. Yeah. <laughs> Figuring out what font to make the invitations. Well, yeah. I any mean, smart I woman live. doesn't
0: want you there anyway because you're just going to mess it up. Or, <laughs> yeah. or like, she's <laughs> still like, a tall boy on out. my fucking uh, wedding's planning. I would be like, please leave the room. Uh, <laughs> but I feel like marriage though, like it, when, you, when you're actually entered into the marriage, the the man, uh, you know, if we're talking about like the more stereotypical, like gender roles, the man is lucking out. It's statistically married women die younger because you're fucking killing us. Like it, it's <laughs> you know what, why? Why are you killing us, Roy? I, no, I'm I, I, my, existence. my blood pressure is growing up, going up. And like, I know it has to do with having a boyfriend. I was fucking great in great health for like four <laughs> years, <laughs> bouncing around, doing great.
3: Is that why married men live longer? Because yes, because like, they are getting supportive. taken care of. Yeah, and we're
0: making kinda. sure you eat healthy. You're not going out binge drinking. You know, you're not getting
1: crabs or whatever. We're keeping an eye on yeah, you. Yeah, zero crabs. No crab zone. It's like a life manager. Yeah, kind of. And then who's our life manager? Us too. So we got to manage two people. It's very (laughs) stressful. I'm
3: always like,
1: wow, I wish I had a, a
0: Corinne girlfriend. This would be great. Everything would be organized. I'd never forget my keys. Oh, I'm always cleaning.
3: Sounds like like to me that, Maybe my marriage needs a second woman. Help <laughs> take the load off.
1: Interesting theory. Well, Yeah, your wife you needs sister a wife. Wives, your future wife needs a wife. When you watch Sister Wives,
0: like the se- sexual part, <laughs> point, I have point. to look aside, but like, because I wouldn't want to be like, oh, he's going to you s- fuck today. Cindy today in the tunnel. But like,
3: <laughs>
0: I, I, like I would, it, it seems great to have all this help and not have to think about a babysitter. Like if you just leave, you leave your kids with this sister wife who you like really, really trust sounds kind of good. That sounds kind of nice. That honestly. shit
3: scares me, man. Like all that open relationship stuff.
0: Well, I mean, that's this is yeah. different from open relationship. It's like a, just a whole different hey, lifestyle. You get a
1: vacation three out of the seven days. Yeah, <laughs> you don't got to put up with, you know, got a bunch of know.
3: houses in a cul-de-sac and he's just going from house to house.
1: <laughs> yeah, it like, seems like a lot of work for him. Honestly, Yeah, it seems way too stressful. I wouldn't want to be in that position. That's what I was going
3: to say, like, it just seems like something where you're having to be a little Different to each woman yeah. So you keep having to be A portion of yourself mm-hmm. Instead yeah. of being Whole with one person Oh
0: yeah He definitely has some uh, that's, Personality disorder That's why I
1: think At the end of the day The women have the better The better deal In that end With the with the polygamy Aspect Because yeah. you only get to You only have to deal with him A couple days And then when you see each other You miss him Because you haven't seen him And then he leaves and and I'd
0: probably like, fuck someone On the side too Oh totally Yeah Well they just
3: date a dude With a travel job
1: <laughs> True That's a good point <laughs> just,
3: Date some fucking George Clooney up in the air motherfuckers.
1: (laughs) Date a flight attendant. Date a straight male flight attendant.
3: I thought dating a flight attendant would be cool, but it was a little.
1: Oh, you you did?
3: I have. And it was because I travel so much. Yeah. I didn't like the fact that you travel so much.
1: Right. Oh, yeah, because then you never see each other.
0: Yeah,
3: and that's kind of on some selfish shit where it's like, well, when I'm home, I want to see you.
1: Yeah, traveling
0: is my thing. Yeah, where are you going? (laughs)
3: I'm
1: going.
0: I know, I like it. I just want someone to, like, stay, like, be a house husband.
1: I have one last question I want to ask you because I know you have to go for a shoot. So in this era of, or this couple months of uh, all the... People being out as sexual, uh, you know, being sexual predators, like everyone's a sexual predator and all that shit. And we've been talking about, Corinne and I have been talking about this a lot. And like, to me, I think one of the best things that can happen out of this is just to have people have men, especially have a self-awareness of what it's like for women. But I think one thing that would work really well is when a guy hears this happening or sees his friend do something or whatever, the guy saying something to that person is going to resonate way harder than uh, you know, women saying stuff. Yeah. And I'm wondering if you've ever had an instance where whether in Hollywood land or just in your life in general, like where you've had some where you've witnessed someone say something kind of fucked up
3: uh, to a woman <laughs> uh,
1: and what your reaction was. Say something. Or do or do, something. Have you seen I someone do the, something.
3: I was in the same room, so a dude pull his dick out. Wait. Here's the thing. Whoa. Like was there a woman in the room or Yeah yeah yeah. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't for me. The <laughs> oh, that's sorry. We were I was <laughs> I was wingmanning with him.
1: <laughs> wow. You wingman
3: too hard, right? Yeah. <laughs> um it's, it's classic road comic story, two chicks post show. Yeah where you guys going? You get some drinks? Let's get some drinks. Eh? Let's go get drinks. So, <laughs> we go get drinks and we all going now. We're, we're, we're the party continuing now. We should go back to the room. We should get some beers and we'll go back to the room. Yeah, let's get beers and go back to the room. So, we're all back in his hotel room. This is the other comedian I was working with. Right. Mm-hmm. And, we're just talking and, you know, like, we're both trying to figure out how and when to make a move. And, when, and
1: which for which one.
0: Yeah. And yeah.
3: The, well, that, that had kind of already been. Determined. I was like, when
0: you d- you decide that, like, do you t- did you like text him or like give an eye or like, how do you know? Usually the eye. girls lock in yeah. on the one they want
3: to fuck. You grab it. Whoever favors you, that's who you wrote. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll take whatever. Because then by not cho- you give the woman the power to choose. Instead of you choosing and you choose wrong and then get rejected. Yeah. yeah. Your friend was going to fuck, but now he's not yeah. going to fuck because now she's no not fucking fuck. and now nobody's going to fuck. So we're in the room and we're just chilling or whatever. And my boy gets up and just walks into the bathroom. I figure I was going to go pee. He comes back from the bathroom with just his shirt on, oh. pants off, socks off, and he goes, Let's get it cracking.
1: Oh, wow. Now, and the three the three you guys are sitting on the bed or something like mouth
3: open like dude what the fuck <laughs> and they just both go I'm going to leave.
1: Oh no and
3: night has concluded. It's over. Game set match. Nobody fucks. Oh my. Because you pulled your dick out. Yeah. So. What
0: was he thinking? Yeah. How did he read the room so wrong? That was a wrong
3: reading of the room for sure. I I guess he just wanted to, like pulling your dick out is very much a fast forward button.
0: He just wanted to get a crack in, I guess. He really did. Let's
3: get a crack. Sometimes. So as a man who's in that situation, (laughs) knowing what I know now and understanding why something like that isn't funny, Right. Because normally, that's a story that I've told to hilarious guffaws from men. Yeah, yeah. When you tell a man a story about the time dude pulled his dick out in front of some girls. And now you have to understand that in that moment, I should have said, hey, you know, I should have been as indignant as they were. Mm. Instead of just going, yeah, all right, well, will you call me? Sorry about that. That's... (laughs) Sorry, I'm a friend pulled dick Yeah, that, and that was kind of my my energy in that moment wasn't anger or disdain or, right. dude, go back in the bathroom. And you're probably also wrong. shocked. Of course, but the problem is that as a man, you can't, if we're talking about what you're talking about, yeah. I, Saying can't, something. I can't play the, well, that's this how we do sometimes, the dick come out. <laughs> I can't play that lane. So right. I think it, the onus is on men to do more, to shame guys when- little incidents happen yeah. when there's little thing. And then I told that bitch that blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yo, man, you shouldn't have done that. Like, yeah. Let's not do that. And we also have to be comfortable with being called a pussy and being called an asshole. By or, other guys? By other guys. Right. Because they're just for pissed. Being, for being that dude. Yeah. And they exactly. feel stupid
1: or they hurt, feel, I don't know.
3: There's guys that. that I don't hang with that much and this is in the past couple of years like there's certain guys that i'm cool with until the liquor flows because i know when the liquor flows you become a different person oh yeah, yeah i hate them.
1: oh god those
3: people i've been out with out. guys this is when all the cat calling shit was going oh, on in yeah. new york and so you know down south that culture is a lot it's it's very gropy at oh. a nightclub Oh, nightclubs are very yeah. gropy, to say the least and there's certain people i'm like I can't go to the club with you, man. Yeah. Cause I know you're just gonna start yelling shit at girls. Yeah. When they walk by, and I don't even want to be attached to this. Yeah, in yeah. The so, but I guess the thing that can help facilitate change is me being in that, choosing to instead be in that situation, and in real time, go, please, fucking stop. Yeah. Instead of just not being, choosing to not be there doesn't do anything to facilitate real change because he's still in the VIP booth drunk. Yeah. Saying, let me see that. So,
1: and no one's, no one's saying otherwise to him. Hey, so it's like, how exactly. does he know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And there's a that's, cool way to just be like, Oh man, just see that's cut, weird. That's, cut it out. that's not cool. Like you can, yeah. you can yeah. say it with if I your think, goal is to get pussy. That's not how you're going to do it. And probably someone else is
0: thinking it at the table and just is playing along with kind of whatever the, the
3: aggressor is doing to, to seem mm-hmm. cool.
1: Um, what do you want to promote?
3: I don't have anything to promote. Oh wait, yes, I did. About spe- your
1: Yourself. special
3: Um, this is oh, not happening. God, but... Oh yeah. Um, premieres in February. I oh. think February second.
1: Nice. Oh, I just asked my manager when that was going to. Whatever okay. the first
3: Friday is in February, okay. I think just that's the rollout. Midnight on Comedy Central season four, a bunch Woo. of storytelling. Uh, I'll find out when your episode is airing. <gasps> okay, I'll, cool. I'll ask it and thank you, and you know for being people. so
1: nice. Uh because oh, I was so you. nervous. And then afterwards you were hanging out with Miss Pat and I was saying bye and you said like the nicest thing, and I because I couldn't tell how I did, and you just made me feel so much more comfortable. It's about the conversation.
3: I did. That's all it is. Yeah. It's not even stand-up. Yeah. In that it was, same sense.
1: Yeah, it was fun. It's that room rushed. was warmed
3: up and good and oof. So yeah, we'll promote that and uh daily show, eleven o'clock Eastern Comedy Central. Nice. Mondays through Thursday.
1: And then what's your website if people want to see you? Uh, my name is
3: Roy Wood Jr. That's at sign.com whatever the fuck social media Got it. it's that perfect thank you for talking thank with you us so much for
0: you. of course this has been guys we fuck the anti slut shaming podcast we'll talk to you next Friday let's
3: get it cracking
1: gift of a perfect fitting bra with third love third love creates bras that are super comfortable and look great in sizes double a through g as well as their exclusive half cup sizes go to thirdlove.com t-h-i-r-d dot slash g-w-f now to get 15 percent off your third love purchase that's thirdlove.com slash g-w-f